Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. A little while ago, I had the honor of being interviewed on the CEO Wing Woman podcast, which I will link in the show notes so you can take a listen. Um, First of all, brilliant name. (laughs) Brilliant name. And it was an honor for me, not just because I got interviewed, but because um, the host, Christy Bowie, is an incredible CPA, a dear friend, and also one of my first ever brand strategy clients. Um, When I started opening up my consulting services to the public, as opposed to just agencies, um, Christy was one of the first people I worked with. And it was a very surreal moment to be a guest on the show of a previous client um, whose brand strategy I advised on. It was very surreal. It was giving deja vu. Um, (laughs) And it was really cool. Um, And there was a part in the episode that circulated on social media where I expressed that without brand strategy, customer acquisition and customer retention are utterly impossible. But then I also briefly addressed an opinion that the industry has that customer acquisition is harder than customer retention. Now, This is going to ruffle some feathers, maybe, especially if you work in sales or business development or you're on the account side of marketing. But um, customer acquisition, in my opinion, is the easiest and customer retention is the hardest. And I'll explain why. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) Usually when I say that opinion, people are like upset as if I said customer acquisition is easy, which I didn't. I don't think customer acquisition is easy at all. You need brand strategy, you need a target audience, you need to know like what is it that's going to make them become a customer, right? There's certain strategies and tactics that you have to use and that you have to have established in order to acquire customers. It's not just throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? But I don't think people value retention enough. Um, And that's when when you say, let's say, that you want a community-driven brand or you want a community-oriented brand or an impact-driven brand, mission-oriented brand, that means you have to have a customer retention strategy. That's what builds the community, not just acquiring people, right? So let me express, let me give an example of customer acquisition versus like customer retention in the real world. So let's say you are throwing a party, whatever kind of party, like picture it in your head, whether it's a games night party, trivia night, um, whether you invited a mixologist to do like artisanal cocktail night, whether you got a whole house party going and you got a DJ, whether you've got like some cool fashion networking party with a tattoo artist. I don't know. Okay. Just think of a party. (laughs) That's what you throw in. All right. Let's say you send out invitations for this party. Okay. This is the customer acquisition part. 
when you send out invitations, you're sending them out to people that you know will come or will be interested enough to come to cancel other commitments that they have or choose your party over other invitations that they may have received that weekend or that evening or whatever, right? So you're not just sending it to random people. You're sending it to people that are going to come to games night or are going to be interested in fashion or are going to love that there's a DJ there. Whatever the theme of the party or the purpose of the party or, you know, general area interest group that you are creating this party around, you're hoping that your guests are going to be part of that interest group, right? So that's the target audience. This is the customer acquisition strategy. And very plainly put, right? All right, let's assume 90% of the people that you invited show up. The 10% that did not show up are people that had other commitments, chose other parties, um, were sick, were out of town, something along that nature, right? But 90% of the people that you invited showed up. Good job. They said, knock, knock, bitch, I'm here. Yes, amazing. This is where, in my opinion, the hardest part begins. Because first of all, from a hosting perspective, I don't know if y'all have ever hosted parties, girl, you cannot just put a charcuterie board in front of people and a couple bottles of wine. I think that that is it. Like it's hard work. Um, but the customer retention strategy is what is going to keep them there, right? Because if you invite people to this awesome party Let's say you invited them to a games night and you ain't got no games. That's what is the point of staying, right? The whole purpose of the party was games and you don't got games. So people are going to bounce or, you know, maybe the music isn't good and you didn't pick the right DJ. People are going to leave or maybe, you know, there was a fight that broke out or, you know, Sally realized that Sierra stole her man. And there was a fight between the two and like it's creating a bad atmosphere for everybody else, right? So customer retention is difficult because this is about the client experience. This is about um, helping people feel welcome, um, curating the vibe, asking people how everything's going. Do they want another drink? Are they hungry? How's the DJ? Are you liking the music? Do you guys want to play another game? Blah, blah, blah. Like These are all things that you, as the host, have to concern yourself with. So that's why I think that like this is the hardest part of the equation is because yeah people came but they can always leave and they may not come back nor will they bring other people here when you have a successful when you have successfully acquired people you've delivered on your promise you were able to retain them imagine if they started sharing your party on social media and they were like this is so cool you know she has the DJ and like all these vibes there's a tattoo artist here here's here's their at you know they started sharing this on social media, that starts to create FOMO for the other 10% that couldn't come or chose not to. Um, that also creates intrigue amongst other people that maybe you don't know that you should or could be cool attendees for the next time that you're throwing this party, right? So if you have successfully retained people, that can give you enough of a reason to throw a similar party again and invite new people or more people or get the people that didn't come to actually come to this one because they saw it was cool. They really did miss out. That's customer retention. So customer acquisition is, is all good and well, but if your customer doesn't like the experience that they have with your brand, they're gonna bounce. 
And unfortunately for you, they're going to take other people with them, people that may not be your customers yet and are never going to be because they trust the opinion of somebody who was not successfully retained. So customer retention is really, really, really important. Um, and the thing is, is that people tend to think that like marketing, I think I said this earlier, but that marketing typically is created for customer acquisition, which is why there was so much controversy around the Equinox, like we don't speak January campaign. Um, and it was interesting because you could immediately tell that the people who prioritize customer acquisition over retention, um, you could immediately kind of feel those people out based on their responses to this campaign. Um, and it's because they were like, they're missing out on new members. Like, why would they do this? This is so stupid. And that's because there is a sector of marketing, specifically the creative side, you know, which is more storytelling and world building, um, where I happen to live. <laughs> um, that is in charge of other things beyond just customer acquisition. Um, for creatives, typically the most interesting ads to make are the ones that have to do with retention because they're the ones that speak to the brand's values. They are the ones that create these like really fun manifestos. They're the ones that allow for really interesting conceptual work um, and truly make the person on the other side of that conversation, the potential customer, the existing customer, feel welcome stepping into that brand's world. Um, so the Equinox campaign of We Don't Speak January, the reason they did that was, of course, because they didn't, they wanted to make it clear that like, they're standing out from all the other gyms that are currently marketing to new members and that are implementing the very stereotypical strategy during the new year's time of like, you know, capitalizing off of people who are starting new goals and new fitness routines. They're primed for trying new brands, right? That's the time of new year's is it's one of the only times in the year where people are very, very likely to experiment and adapt new trends. They are more likely to try new brands. Um, so it's not just the early adopters or the trendsetters. It's like people that would normally wait for reviews are more likely to like try a new brand without waiting for reviews during the New Year's time. So that's why you see a lot of gyms capitalizing on like customer acquisition. Equinox chose not to do that. Instead, they created a brand positioning campaign where they made it very clear what their brand values were. And it was a customer retention campaign. It was like, this is what we stand for. Like, are you standing for the same thing? Is this why you're a member? And to potential customers wanting to join Equinox down the line, they made it very clear what their brand values were. Like, this is what our community is about. You're welcome to join if this is what you believe in. But if this is not what you believe in, you're welcome to join. You just might not like it here as much, right? It's the same thing as saying, hey, I'm having this games night party. I know you don't really like games. Like, you're welcome to come still, but you're just, like, not going to like it as much. And I don't want you to have a bad experience. That's kind of the, the message behind this type of campaign. So there's more to marketing than just, like, acquiring new customers. <laughs> Honestly, for creatives, like, it's the most boring shit to make. Um... 
it's it's also includes customer retention, which is where a lot of the storytelling comes in. So customer acquisition um, is typically also because because it is considered like such a key, 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 key part of brand building. And don't get me wrong, like it is very important. You can't retain something you don't have, right? Um, it also tends to be the one where you can get away with being unethical. This, please know I am not encouraging this. I'm just going to bring up examples of things that people have done in order to acquire customers. Like it's a bloodbath out here. And there's also a ton of brands in the same vertical, right? So if I'm a new customer, you as a beauty brand with a face powder are competing against hundreds of other beauty brands with face powders. And it also depends on the marketing season. So like there's more competition for you during the New Year's, like I said, because I as the customer am more primed to try new things than I would be in like June. I'm gonna stick with the powder that I know is gonna work for me in this hot Atlanta weather. I'm not gonna be trying nothing else unless I hear from somebody who lives in the same state, in the same city, that this face powder work for them in this fucking heat, okay? But during the new year, I'm more likely to like try things out. So you're competing with with a ton of other brands. But regardless, you are competing with hundreds of other brands for my attention as a potential consumer. Here are some things that brands have done or you know, do, um, that in my opinion is like very unethical when it comes to customer acquisition. So for example, um, this is an, this is an example of like how, you know, that the, the, the customer retention strategy is like not really being thought of here. And it's a customer acquisition forward marketing strategy. Most gyms, for example, have you noticed how fucking difficult it is to cancel gym memberships? There's a reason for that. (laughs) There is a reason for that, right? A lot of gyms um, focus, like I said before, they focus on customer acquisition. They focus on getting you into the gym, securing you as a member. Everything else doesn't fucking matter. The retention is like, look at all these machines we've got. We clean regularly, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, We make you feel safe. Some gyms don't care about that, but some do, right? Um, So that's the kind of like the retention strategy is like the bare minimum, for for most not all and then if you try to cancel there's so many hoops you have to jump through right it's not as easy as just like clicking a button being like cancel membership you got to go talk to a person um and some gyms actually make this very strategic in sense that you have to talk to an actual real life person typically Difficult conversations are difficult to have in person. They're more difficult to have in person than calling in, right? And talking to somebody on the phone or chatting a customer support specialist. It's harder to come in and talk to somebody and tell them in person that you want to cancel. They, as a representative of the company, have a bigger opportunity to gaslight and guilt trip you into staying. So that there, there's that, for example. Um, Savage X Fenty. Love Rihanna. This is not Rihanna hate. Girl! Rihanna is a god. But Savage X Fenty has a horrible cancellation policy. And they could have changed that because they just got through a lawsuit. Bless their hearts. Um, But 
when I remember signing up for Savage X Fenty years ago, admittedly just for some free underwear, <laughs> I was like, okay, now I'm going to cancel. The cancellation process, honey, it, again, not as simple as a little itty bitty button. You have to email somebody, then they got to get back to you, then you got to chat with them, and they will spend 10 minutes being like, are, well, are you sure you want to cancel? Did you know you could skip? Did, girl, I'm not skipping a month. Are you serious? Like, I know the strategy here, right? You, yeah, you know, I'll tell myself, sure, 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 I'll skip a month and then I'll forget and then I get charged again, right? Like, no, that's not happening. I want to cancel. So you tell them that. They offer you a discount code. They'll offer you free product. They'll offer you like 10 different things before they're finally like, shit, if you don't want any of that, fine, cancel. But you have to jump through so many hoops that are lit ablaze, okay? And so many different incentives that they try to, to keep you with. So that typically informs me that there is more so of like a customer acquisition strategy than there is a retention strategy. Granted, for somebody like Rihanna or any other celebrity that has a brand, the retention strategy could simply be the fact that you are a fan of that person and you want to support them. Um, typically that is celebrity brand retention strategies is like, well, you love this celebrity, so you're going to stay because you're a fan. Um, Rihanna is, is a little bit of an exception here because she's a very brilliant entrepreneur and she also has a lot of values that have completely transformed the beauty industry, the lingerie industry. Um, and so people may want to stay and continue to subscribe to Savage X Fenty because they believe in her values for diversity and inclusivity. So it's a little bit of a different example than just like a faceless corporation, but still that was an indicator for me personally as a marketer that like, there's clearly a bigger emphasis on with Savage X Fenty, especially being a subscription model on customer acquisition than retention. Um, so that's, those are some examples of like customer acquisition driven strategies. Anything that's an MLM, anything that's an MLM or like direct sales type of strategies they they only care about customer acquisition. Like they don't care about retention at fucking all. Okay. Customer retention, on the other hand, used by brands, I'll give some examples. Um, a really great one, Trader Joe's. One of my friends said that Trader Joe's is literally the pantry of grocery stores. And I love that because I couldn't agree more. I am a whore for snacks. So love me some snacks and I love me some Trader Joe's. Um, Trader Joe's has a wonderful customer retention um, strategy. And I would argue that they focus more on customer retention than customer acquisition. So something that Trader Joe's does is the seasonal or limited edition products, right? As a customer, let's say a new customer walking into Trader Joe's, oh my gosh, love all these things. They're so much cheaper than Whole Foods or whatever. And yum, 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 yum. So good. Oh my God, they have this seasonal thing. And I had, no, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I'm going to have to come back again next year because I really loved this seasonal product. So they have these kinds of things that are limited edition or only available at a certain period of time or, you know, what have you, that will keep you coming back to the store, even if you only come back for that item. So that's a great customer 
retention strategy. Another thing they do very strategically is they uh, train their employees to be extra nice to you. And I have heard controversial opinions that if it's an employee that, you know, finds you attractive, um, they are encouraged to flirt. And then I have heard Trader Joe's employees say that actually that's not true. If they flirt with you, they mean it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh no, boo, I feel scammed, but I'll still come back. And you know why I'll come back? Because at checkout is the last step of the shopping experience, right? So if somebody is extra nice to you, starts a conversation with you, flirts with you a little bit, you're going to remember that. So you're going to be more likely to come back because you had a great experience. Customer retention. Um, Customer retention also usually, this is not always a sign that they have a strong customer retention strategies, but usually how companies treat their employees will be a big foreshadowing on how they treat their customers. Um, so if there are really great benefits that are being provided to their employees or they're really taken care of, or if the company is like employee owned or something like that, chances are they care more about their customers than, and have a stronger customer retention strategy than another company that maybe doesn't do that. That's not always the case, but, um, in Trader Joe's case, for example, that is true. They have like really good benefits and pay and generally the employees are more happy to work there than other grocery store chains that they have worked in before. So again, not always the case that that's a sign of a strong customer retention strategy, but it definitely uh, overlaps. So another customer, strong customer retention strategy um, from a, like a D2C brand, for example, is Summer Fridays. They do such a great job with customer retention. Probably one of the few beauty brands that like does an exceptional job. One, they have recalled products on the spot because of customer reviews. Um, They have changed formulas based on customer feedback. They have added products that they didn't want to add to the permanent product suite because of customer feedback. They listen. I would call them like the listening ear of the beauty industry, personally. Um, They're also founded by two influencers, Lauren Ireland and Mariana Hewitt. I do think that is part of why they have more of an affinity for customer feedback than some other brands, simply because there are two people that are authorities in the beauty industry that are constantly asked for feedback on brands. So like it makes sense. Um, they also, um, customer retention, another, another sign that a company has a strong customer retention strategy from like a a customer perspective. For example, if you go on the website to buy like a moisturizer and you also end up buying like merch, chances are you were retained because you're buying something that's not related to their hero products. Um, so that happened to me summer Fridays. I have bought so many stuff from them. That's not related to beauty. I have a sweat set. I have a cosmetics bag. I, um, have bought like other types of merch from them simply because I just really love the brand. I love the values that they provide. Um, and so that's, for example, a strong example of like customer retention. Target 
is another one that does a really good job. They do such a good, I would say they're pretty, they're good at customer acquisition, but they're really good at retention too. Um, strategic partnerships like Ulta and Starbucks and Taylor Swift, that's a sign that they know their customer really well, right? If you think of the stereotypical target customer, you do think of Ulta, Starbucks, and Taylor Swift right after that. Um, and probably also Chip and Joanna Gaines. And they have established as a brand strategic partnerships with all of those entities. Um, you have Starbucks inside of Targets now. You have that partnership with Ulta um, because Ulta is like the affordable, you know, trendy, cool beauty retailer. Um, so that overlaps with the demographic of Target. Um, Taylor Swift and having partnerships with Taylor Swift um, is a huge, huge, huge a uh, sign that they also know that what their consumer or target market enjoys. Um, and also having a home line with Chip and Joanna Gaines. Again, another very like, we know that you're interested in these people. So we're going to create a home line with them. It's just very smart. Um, when you take into account your customers' values and people that they care about, brands that they buy from, things they believe in, and you incorporate that into your own brand strategy and create partnerships with these entities or create an experience that people will enjoy, it's going to keep them coming back and hence spending money. That's why Target has ended up as like the company where people spend a, a fuck ton of money on random shit is <laughs> because they have succeeded at customer retention. So in summary, TLDR, <laughs> customer acquisition is hard work. But customer retention and getting people to come back and bring their friends, you know, that's when you've known that you have succeeded. And also it's a huge test of how much you truly care about the people that you created this business for. Um, you know, corporations like Target, Trader Joe's, um, Ulta, Starbucks, like, of course, they're driven by revenue and they're driven by money, of course, but they also know their consumer well enough to create an experience that they know they'll like, and that's customer retention. So while customer acquisition is not easy, it, it, it do, you can't pat yourself on the back just because you've acquired a customer. Job is not yet well done. Job is not done <laughs> yet, okay? Um, you have to create a community and an experience that people are going to love so that they keep coming back and they keep bringing other people to you. And then part of your marketing is now being done by your consumer. And that's word of mouth marketing, which is incredibly powerful. So hope this kind of provides some more clarity on the difference between the two. They definitely apply to both uh, brand owners, business owners, as well as influencers, you know, cause just cause somebody followed you does not mean they're going to go buy from you does not mean that they are going to care about what you have to say does not mean that they're going to be engaged in the future. So you have to not only care about yourself and your product and the money you could be making, but care about the people that are actually going to be lining your pockets. Um, and that's, that requires you to focus on customer retention. Um, uh, pretty happily.
Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.